I'm Mike. I'm Scott. I'm Dave. And this is Between the Lines. <laughs> and we're back. Hi, my name is Scott. That's spelled S-C-O-T-T. <laughs> we have no idea who we are. Yes. Here, here between the lines. Okay. I just watched that movie, Identity. Did you ever see that with John well, Cusack? Apparently it did nothing for you. No, it didn't. <laughs> you ever seen that movie about the guy who's dreaming, he's a, he's on death row, and he's got all these people that are dying off and their personalities in his head? And oh, wow. No, John I Cusack is the primary one of all people. Off the top, really? Great, great movie. <laughs> Sounds like no, a very I, Inception type mutant type movie. No, it re- it sort of reminds me more of Face Off. Yeah, ah, yeah, with Nick Cage, and then that reminds me of this uh, <laughs> this Onion video I watched from years ago. Meet the man inside the Nicolas Cage costume. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so uh, we're back. Uh, last episode we talked about vaccine passports and the vaccine itself. Um, and, um, you, you know, uh, potential consequences that could come along with that. I encourage everyone to go back and listen to that episode as well as all previous episodes here on Between the Lines. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at PA Between the Lines. You can find us on Twitter at P- at the BTL Podcast. You can find us on our own fancy website, thebtlpodcast.com, as well as sending a snail mail, P.O. Box 221, Muncie, Pennsylvania, one seven seven five six. Please don't send us anthrax. Uh, so at this, uh, in this episode, um, we'll no, be send talking. It, send us COVID. Yeah, or lots of money. <laughs> yeah, that would be just good. stacks of cash in the PO box. Right in the PO box. Yeah, just stacks and stacks of cash. Enough to roll around in non-sequential bills. Just send preferable. us. Send us like you know. Have you? Ever, do you ever watch Ducktales? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. Do you ever see the Scrooge McDuck just swimming around in coins? I want to know the physics of that. You would die. Do you ever see the Family Guy? In in coins, yeah, it becomes a solid object. Just big. It would be the same as diving into solid ground. Family Guy, indeed. They did that in Family Guy. There was an episode, and he dives off, and he breaks every bone in his body. Yeah, every bone, as he would. It's not water. It is not. The coins would not give. It's not fluid. I wish that I could just. You know, in cartoons, all you have to do is put your hands, hands together, together and, you and go point them, and you just... You can dive into anything. The floor, the ground, yeah. walls, yeah. parallel are, dimensions. They need to be... They need to the cancel. television, commonly. They need to cancel cartoons. Just dive right yeah. in while they're trying to. Because they're they're unrealistic. And <laughs> yeah. Too many they set people. up unrealistic expectations they for our children. do. About how do. the world's going to work. I yeah. tried to shoot fire out of my I can't fit once. an entire jawbreaker bigger than my head inside of my cheek. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I watched Ed, Ed and Eddie once, and then I went to the store. Not only do they not sell those, but it even the ones they sold didn't even fit, and I was fucking pissed. Yep. And then the other thing that happens is when you're hitting the head with an anvil... You don't just get like a bump that rises up slowly. <laughs> slowly, you, like Pinocchio's you nose. Get a skull fracture. Yeah, believe it or not. You know, I think that was on MythBusters. That was their last episode. Yeah. What? Which one? An when an they an dropped an anvil on each other's head. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was the last episode. <laughs> the last episode that ever. Was the last episode and ever. Then, <laughs> after the hospital visit, Jamie says, "MythBusting." <laughs> <laughs> but it's not crickets, is it, Michael? I'm still laughing. <laughs> the crickets were funny. 
Oh my gosh. Jesus Christ. Oh. Wow. I feel, wow. <laughs> what was that uh what was that uh, one T V or radio show on Parks and Rec, the douche? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, today's episode is gonna be about uh Biden's executive orders on gun control. Are they um, con- unconstitutional? Well, ill-researched. Ill-researched. And the thing is, is they may squeeze in the constitutional gray area a bit the way that he's going to do it. Um, the The funny thing is, is I haven't been able to find any text uh, on the actual executive orders uh, at all so far. Um, I've been able to find what I mean, CNN says the executive orders are about. Oh, boy. Um, but I haven't been able to find the actual text. I've been able to find what, what I mean, Joe Biden says they're about. If we can't see them, yeah. any law, you can't have... And he hasn't signed them yet. Yeah, you can't have laws that the people can't read. Yeah. So at any rate, that's, that's what we're going to be talking about yeah. today on Between the Lines. Uh, so when we come back, um, we're going to delve into the meat and taters of um, the executive orders. You're really that, on that meat and potatoes. I love, the, I love the meat and taters. The meat and taters. Love the meat and taters. Um, so we're going to go into uh, the meat and potatoes of Joe Biden's, uh, our illustrious president. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. That guy. Did you hear um, Did you hear Ron White held a meet and greet where fans could come see the whole family? Yeah. You know what they called it? Meat and taters. Meat and taters. I like it. Ha ha. I like it. So at any rate, uh, quick break. <laughs> when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the six executive orders that Biden... Supposedly, supposedly yeah. plans to um, plans to These sign alleged and executive put orders. into place uh, when we come back on between the lines. And we're back. China. I like turtles. China. <laughs> we are back. Um, so, uh, before the break, we were just introing, um, today's episode is going to be, uh, regarding executive orders on gun control. Uh, President Biden had a speech the other day where he outlined, uh, his executive orders. Um, I have some of the stuff, uh, pulled up again, like I said before, um, before the, before we went to break, um, we were talking about how I can't find the actual text of the executive order. Do they ever that release that sign. information before they, they sign? They ha- not, well, not before. Not before. Usually, no, one not until after it's signed. Um, so, which is kind of interesting because most uh, most uh, bills that are being written are posted. They're for publicly available. To read but see, this they- isn't a bill because the president can't write a law. But he is. But he is. But he totally <laughs> yeah. is. He totally so is. Yeah. How he's skirting this is he's using his power of trade and transit because he can't he can't effectively write a law that ha- Congress if Congress wants to do anything on gun control it has to go through Congress mm-hmm. can't be con- can't be unconstitutional so on and so forth his executive orders have to have to relate to trade. And transit in order for him to be able to do it because do they also the, not need to be to have a rational basis yeah well that too or is that just implied so, so from from what i gather a couple of his executive orders are just going to be toothless 
Um, at least two of them are just suggestions for the state to for states to start doing things a certain way. Has does that happen? It does regularly. It, an executive it, order being a suggestion. I I I don't know the precedents. There's been I did find out that there's been over fourteen thousand executive orders because they don't they they just number them. Do you know who wrote three thousand of those? FDR. His, yeah. FDR. Three thousand executive orders. In How the many course. days was he in office? Well, he was, well, he was in office years. for twelve years. Yeah, I get that. So what we're talking. Oof. How many? That, well, three hundred and sixty-five days yeah, a year. No, times twelve. That's more days. than one a day. That's no, almost almost one a day. One a day. Yeah. That's almost one a day. That's pretty bad. He t- he took executive orders like his vitamins. But there's been fourteen over fourteen thousand um, executive orders um, over over the amount of time. So when when a president signs an executive order, it's just close executive order number fourteen thousand nineteen. I think, or whatever. Uh, but that was an interesting statistic. I thought that there's been 14,000 executive orders and, writ- written by presidents. And a third of those from and, one yeah, man. And FDR wrote a third. Well, if you... Th- I mean, not the... He wasn't we're talking in about office a totally for a third of the history yeah. of, the, of the nation. Well, he was the first and last president to be elected to three terms. Right. So, rightfully right. so, because nobody should... That, that's, no man should be a king. I mean, if you have George Washington, who very well could have been elected to life, if... He had wanted if he had it. Just kept running. All yes. he had to do was keep running. I mean, he was that popular that he yeah. could have, but he stepped away from it yeah. voluntarily. So, uh, not to. I, I don't want to. Yeah, we're I, digressing. I, yeah, we're, we're kind of we're digressing into executive orders, and I don't like executive orders to begin with. Never have. Laws should come from Congress. Really, it should. You know, the I executive get... order. The, the the original purpose of that it was supposed to be for minor things like declaring a new holiday, or. You know, when things thanks, that needed to happen. Yeah, when Thanksgiving was recognized, and there's some imperative as, yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, forty-six had a um, had a speech in the Rose Garden, and CNN fact checked his speech. Oh, thank God! Uh, of all places, um, there were CNN says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, some of those things you said aren't true." So. How much of other stuff slipped through the filters? See, and that's the thing. He could say some stuff that's obviously true, and yes. then they fact check that, yes. and that gives the impression yes. that they're being honest. So and, now, and it, and it implies all the other stuff. If you're saying specifically this isn't true, then all the other stuff must be logically. So Biden said in his speech, "The only industry in America this this is related directly to uh, his his." call for another ban on assault weapons. He wants assault weapons banned again. Um, Which there is no such thing as an assault rifle. Yeah, AR stands for Armalite. Yeah, first you have to describe what an assault weapon is. um, And they have done that, but I digress. Uh, He said, the only industry in America, a billion dollar industry that can't be sued, has exempt from being sued are gun manufacturers. That is absolutely... How many of those things are... All three of those points? Is it a, yeah. Well, I could see it being a... Wasn't Remington sued? Yes, Remington was get, sued. They get so, sued all the time. So even CNN says this is false. Gun yeah. manufacturers are not entirely exempt from being sued, nor are they the only industry with liability protections. Um, Absolutely. So, like, car companies can't be sued if somebody takes and drives their car into a crowd of people. Didn't we just That's talk about... Though. 
Didn't we just talk about vaccine manufacturers yes. having protection in the last episode? Built we just talked into, about that. Yep. <laughs> and now Biden's yep. going to say, "Oh, they're the only ones." Gun, then, wow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. But but who? Nobody's going to make that connection. Nope. Nobody's so going to make that Biden's connection. Wrong on 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 that count. Um, I could see it being a billion-dollar industry. Honestly, it's probably more than that. In 2019, the Supreme Court allowed a lawsuit against gun manufacturer Remington Arms to continue. The plaintiffs, a survivor and families of nine other victims of Sandy Hook, um, are attempting to hold the company, which manufactures uh, semi-automatic rifles uh, that were used in the killing, partly responsible by targeting the company's marketing practices. Other areas where gun manufacturers can be held liable. So essentially, they were able to sue Remington because they said that the marketing campaigns for the AR rifle um, were targeted towards extremist uh, kids, essentially underage kids. I didn't which, know that was a market niche. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that. Well, you can, only have that, to be eighteen to buy a long rifle. That raises so. questions for me. Who, how are you going to market to extremists? You know what? Here's great. Uh, CNN then points out other industries also have some exemptions in liability. For example, vaccine manufacturers cannot be held liable in civil suit for damages from a vaccine-related injury or death. That's not even true. That's only true regarding recent COVID vaccinations. So somebody needs to be fact-checking their fact-checking bullshit. And you only get that content here in between. The you only get that content here. <laughs> uh, secondly, okay, so then, um, then, then Dog. Biden goes into the classic um, anti-gunner uh, lie that is that if you go to a gun show that you you can't you don't have to have a background check at a gun show, which is bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, his direct quote: If you walk into a store and buy a gun, you have to have a background check. But if you go to a gun show, you can buy whatever you want, no background check. That's that's a flat out lie. Yeah, absolute blatant. Now I think it does work a little bit differently at a gun show, but you still before you can have the gun in your hand, you have to submit so to here's, a background check. So here's the here's the actual fact. Yeah. Um, if you go to a gun show and you buy a gun from a federally licensed dealer, mm-hmm. you have a background check done. Mm-hmm. If you go to a gun show and you buy a gun from a private seller, meaning I go to a gun show and I have my personal guns on a table that I want to sell. Mm-hmm. I can sell those to another, to you, without you having to have a background check. Because I am just selling my personal property to you in a direct sale. And there's no background check that needs to be done. And that's what they're referring to as the loophole. Yes. Yes, that's the loophole that they're referring to because, and the reason, I just want to preface, the reason why that loophole is in place is so that if I have my gun that my great-grandfather gave me and I want to give that to my son, I don't have to go to a federal dealer and pay for a background check on my son in order to give him my weapon. I can just give him a gun because he's my kid and I don't have to have a background check done. Uh, I can give you a gun because I know you're my friend. I know you. You're not a crazy person. I can sell you my gun and no and no background check has to be done. Now, there is an exemption in there for handguns. All handguns have to be transferred at a federal firearms license. So what they're essentially trying to do is close that loophole by saying all guns, all guns. have to be gone through a background well, check. 
I don't like it. I don't know that I disagree with it. It certainly does get in the way. As you're saying, you know, I should just be able to give my fam, somebody in my family my things. Yes. I should be able to will my guns to my kid without yeah. him having to go and pay somebody to get his inheritance. However, I see their point there. My, my only argument to that is that you can't give... You can't give these gun control people an inch or they're going to take a mile. Yeah. See, so, and what's to prevent anyone? We're, we we make these laws with the impression that everybody's going to follow them. Yeah. And I think that's the problem to begin with. How yeah. are you going to solve the problem? Killing someone's already illegal. Yeah. No matter what you do it with. You exactly. can say that you should have more control on guns because that's the most efficient method, you know, and it's very easy. And Dave, you made a point that 40%, what was the statistic on... Um, States that have restrictive gun laws have 65% more illegal guns than gun than states so that have less yeah, restrictive gun laws. As far as See, like the connection between crime, so it basically this was from the John Hopkins Center for Gun Policy and Research. They found, Johnny Hopkins. They found that in the states, in the states that had the most lenient gun laws, only about 40% of the guns used in certain types of violent crimes were illegally owned. In the states with the strictest laws, about 65% of the guns were illegally owned. So the moral of the story is, is that the laws that were in place had no bearing on the violent crimes if that were being committed. If a criminal wants to get a gun, they're going to get a gun. Well, just think about this. I mean, all they've done is they've made more things are illegal. Yes. And I think that all, all that we're seeing is people are doing the same things yes. in those states. But what they're also talking about... In, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go finish your well, thought. Well, no, it's just people People across the board are probably all going to do the same things. People in general, somebody who lives in, you know, <clears throat> the average person who lives in Florida is not going to be Flirty. that much different. Yeah. Yeah, Flirty. 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 The average person who lives in Florida is not going to be that much different than the average person who lives anywhere else in yeah. the country other than maybe heat tolerance or something or, or whether they have a tan or not but as far when as behavior, I start to sweat I get violent right as far as behavior it really should so I think that all we're seeing is the people in the country uh, the, the, the people in the states with more lenient gun laws they're doing the same things as the people in the states with more yeah. restrictive gun laws the laws don't change what people do it's simply turn an extra 25% of them into criminals exactly well, all you're doing is turning taking yeah, law they're going to do what they're going them to into do criminals. anyway well, people of, people don't laws don't prevent a goddamn thing i'm sorry one of the things that they pointed out was straw purchasing so basically a person who is legally allowed to purchase a gun but then turns around and transfers that gun, whether legally or Ill illegally, most cases illegally, yeah. to another individual, in this case being handguns. Because we all know from the statistics, and we don't have to review this, but it's been reported on through multiple venues, that most crimes that are committed are by handguns. And one of the things that they focus a lot on with regards to these executive orders and these bills are the assault rifle, which is a misnomer. Well, it is a misnomer, but you, I mean, they know what they're saying. You evoke a certain idea. You, it's an AR-15. When yes. people, when you say assault rifle, people see an AR-15 or something similar. So that's the class of weapon that they're going after because it's the scariest looking well, one. And statistically, statistically, just to get back to the, yeah. the, the gun shows and the background check thing at the gun shows, statistically, the private sales at gun shows is like 3% of the sales. So not only is it, it's it's a very small amount yeah. of sales at gun shows. So so I'm why gonna, are we chasing that? Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, CNN. 
CNN didn't necessarily say that was an outright lie because it's really not an outright lie. You you can, you get, can a gun get a gun at sure. a gun show without a background check, but it has to be from a private seller, and it's very very rare that it happens. Um, so no background checks at gun shows. Sorry, but that's that's false. Um, the CNN does say that the framing of Biden is misleading. So they are kind of holding his feet to the fire there since it leaves a false impression that gun shows are exempt from background check laws and they're not. It's just that only 98 to 99% of gun sales at gun shows go through background checks. There yeah. is there is a so, small fraction. However, why, why are you chasing that 2%? You're exactly. not going to solve the 80% focusing on the 2%. Well, here's exactly. something I wanted to bring up. Since about, uh, I was doing a little bit of research on this, but going back to 1990 to 2019, overall violent crime has dropped from... Do, 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 do. What was the percentage points? It almost dropped in half. So, I mean, if you look at the, the total number of reported violent crimes in the U.S., it dropped from like 700 to under 400. Um, I have to get the exact numbers on here. But the, the long and short of it is is that crime has statistically dropped. Violent crimes have yeah. statistically dropped over the last however many years in the U.S. We've talked about this before, how um, things only look significant, that if, if something were a widespread issue, no. something like, <clears throat> you know, if people were just going outside and getting shot, you wouldn't report on it if it were happening constantly because nobody, it wouldn't be interesting. Yeah. Nobody would breed that. It's like, but we all know. it's rare. We all know shocking. that's not news. You know, yeah. that's not news. The, the the fact that the number is going down, I wonder if we're seeing some sort of like almost like an uncanny valley effect where <clears throat> you guys familiar with the concept of uncanny valley. It's typically it's a term used more often in like graphic design is that the more real, the closer you get to something looking real. It, it you know you start out with it not looking very real at all and then you add more detail and more realistic features and then it looks more real but as you get very close to it what happens is the things that are incorrect stand out more egregiously okay. because there are fewer of them yeah. and so you have this thing that almost looks real but it has these defects and so it looks it ends it's up like looking bizarre it's like staring at a painting your brain can't really put it into either category whether sort of, like, of real or not and it looks bizarre bob, bob ross painting mona lisa or something like when you're <laughs> when you stand back at a painting you can see you it, it looks like right. something but when the you best, get up close to it you see the brush strokes the and, best example that you can give is like computer graphics you all remember that dancing baby from when yeah. the internet was yeah. young and that yeah. thing that's a perfect example of the uncanny valley it was pseudo realistic but because you because it looks like a thing but but not quite your yeah. brain keys in on the things that make it, it look knows wrong. it's not yeah. real right right and so when we're as gun violence or just violent crime in general goes down every single instance of it is going to stand out more yeah mm -hmm. yeah because yeah. it's it's you know if your entire back were covered in, covered in pimples it would just look like that but if everything's clean and you've just got these couple of pock marks they're going to stand individually they'll stand out yes. way more yeah well, that makes perfect sense um so then one of the last points that he made in his speech was um red was about red flag laws and eventually, there, there's no direct quote from him, um, from what I can see in here, but essentially he was just saying that 
Um, if we had more red flag laws that um, violent crime would go down and we'd even be able to prevent suicide. And even CNN says that there's no data that, that supports this yeah, whatsoever. Absolutely um, there are there are there's one study that was done in Indiana and Connecticut that found that while Indiana's red flag law was associated with an overall reduction in suicide of all kinds compared to the expected number, the overall picture was mixed in Connecticut. So a 2020 review of the data uh, on the effects of various gun policies, researchers at the RAND Corporation took note of the positive findings of Indiana, but said the overall evidence on the effect of red flag laws on both total suicides and firearm suicides is inconclusive. Why is the president of the country telling individuals what to do? Why is, why is the president of the country telling individuals what to do? Yeah. That's like That's a CEO his... of yes. a corporation going to the development department and watching an individual code or something or going or, or following a janitor and criticizing how he cleans the place and telling like, no, you, you have general guidelines that get passed down to your, in, you know, inferiors and then they have more detailed but still fairly general and as you get down to the bottom level, then you you're at the level where individual decisions need to be made. You cannot, as as we're seeing mixed results between Indiana and Connecticut, that all that points to is, you know, this is a nation of three hundred what three three hundred thirty million, million people, roughly, and we want to apply specific guidelines. We want to apply that to all three hundred thirty million of them, not taking into account individual differences or culture, you know, cultural differences between the states. Or we we have a structure that's that's designed to deal with this already yeah but the president ha is reaching down too far well there he's he there's no way it just doesn't make sense to manage to micromanage from the very top well it seems like they always it's it's always a, a rehash uh and you know not the not for anything but one of the things i heard recently from one of the talking heads you know uh talking in from a pro-gun standpoint is that you know in the last however many years that gun control has been kind of a topic, it's been one of the most disingenuous conversations, one of the more disingenuous conversations that has been had with regards to freedom and rights. And I think if you want to look at it from a, a contextual standpoint, look at New Jersey. New Jersey's got one of the tightest um, gun laws on the books right now where you actually have to register your firearm you're not even just doing background checks but to back up a little bit since 1993 since the brady law since the brady uh firearms law was put into place every in every single instance of a purchase of a firearm there's never been a question as to whether or not a background check was required mm -hmm. so and that's the thing that set the standard that background checks were supposed to be part of those transactions so what what I'm getting at is that we're 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 treating this as if it's been an issue that's never been addressed. Yeah, and the thing is, is a lot of the a lot of the background check laws that we currently have on the books aren't being properly uh, enforced. Um, meaning, one of the proposed um, bills from Senator Cruz um, was would require that. If you try to purchase a firearm and you're supposed to be excluded from buying a firearm, the penalties double if you try to buy a, a gun when you're not supposed to. 
So even the fact of trying to buy a gun when you you're, you've committed a felony or whatever whatever reason being, um, you're supposed to be excluded. It's going to increase the penalties for trying to buy a firearm. Well, I'm going back to the '90s when I lived in uh, South Philadelphia, and I remember a specific instance where a, a guy who I was familiar with, um, neighbor, uh, he actually couldn't buy a gun, and he was very expressed about that because he was a felon. Yep. And there was a huge, I forget what the number of years that, that were in play until he was legally able. I don't even know if there was a time at which he was legally able to purchase a gun in light of the fact that he had prior felonies on his record. Mm-hmm. So that being the case, a lot of this is just hyperbole yeah. and rhetoric. It's it's just... So it's, real quick, I just want to go over two of the two of the things that are, that are kind of toothless here. Um... One is the Justice Department within 30 days, or sorry, within 60 days, will issue a proposed rule to make clear when a device marketing as a stabilizing brace effectively turns a pistol into a short-barreled rifle, subject to requirements. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So essentially, yeah. Oh my God. Transformers. Because it has a a stabilizing brace. It's It's a stabilizing brace is all it is. And so, essentially, that makes it a short-barreled rifle. Now, language, again, language is important. So, if you're telling me, uh, if I put a device on my pistol, that makes it a rifle, what can I take away from my rifle to make it a pistol? The barrel. Cut the the stock, I guess. Well, the barrel length is already what's supposed to differentiate. Oh, no, yeah. So, (laughs) if if his logic holds, yeah, Dave, you're right. If you cut the stock off, then that's just a long-barreled pistol. It's just a long-barreled pistol. That's ridiculous. And now I can can conceal it because now it's a (laughs) long-barreled pistol and I, I can conceal it now. Yeah. That's but now big... it's subject to background checks. I don't have pants that big. <laughs> I wish I had a pair of pants that big. Oh but my that's, god! Yeah. That's my so, point. so what's the legal definition of a pistol and a rifle? And that becomes pertinent in yes. this conversation so, uh, now because he's making a claim that you can change one into the other. Yeah, and you cannot. My, exactly. My yeah. impression was that you cannot. The the what makes a rifle a rifle is barrel length. Yeah. What makes a pistol no a pistol is, is barrel there's length. There's no such thing as a short barreled rifle. You can't add something to a, a, a pistol to and make this it a is, rifle. Well, aren't sh- uh, sawed-off shotguns? They're they're illegal in yes. most cases. Unless you buy it, you you can't saw a shotgun off, but you can buy a a shotgun with a pistol grip, and it's legal. You just can't you can't manipulate your weapon yourself. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because it's dangerous. Yeah. Mainly. That's, now that's to protect. That's people. now that's for like to to be clear on that that's for guns that aren't customizable uh, one of the reasons why progressives hate the AR15 is because you can add all these scary black parts to it and customize it and make it however you want it well, to be well according to representative lee from texas they weigh 10 pounds or yeah. 10 boxes worth or yeah, whatever it was weigh that she as said. much as 10 10 moving boxes and the, the lady said and shoot 50 what? calibers Shoot fifty caliber bullets. I'm like, you've never seen an AR. Uh, the, and so. this is this goes back to my point that the president should be doing the president's job because yes. he's reaching into all these domains that he doesn't know anything about, and that's just one one reason it's not a good idea to man, yeah. to micromanage from the top. The stabilizing you just braces don't is know. stupid. Well, was, he just doesn't. He's making himself look like an idiot. Well, it's kind of interesting in light of how much uh, of a grill that they put. Uh, or, or how much of a mill they put uh, the 45th president through 45. in light of his stupid comments with drinking bleach, you know, remember China. that whole thing when they were talking about, well, if you could just ingest or, you know, if you could 
in inject some form of bleach into a person. You know, yeah, yeah it was a dumb it was question. A dumb question. It was a stupid but, thing. But yeah. again, but what he, he was, was saying is, is, is there a way that we can develop something? Yeah, to kill it from the inside. My point was, is he was commenting from a very ignorant, place. ignorant uh, platform. Yes, our current forty-six president is commenting from a very ignorant. Poor kids are just yeah, as bright he... and just as talented as white kids. They are. <laughs> and, and that's what's interesting is there's actually a, a gentleman from uh, what's his name uh, keep talking I'm going to look yeah. it up here there's... The, the other point that I wanted to make real quick is that the other toothless um, executive order is he wants to publish a model of red flag laws again he can't do much by executive order because it's it's you can't you can't legislate he's not a he's not a dictator he's a president he doesn't have the power laws come from congress not from the executive branch you know so. what i would do if i were president i'd just start handing out executive orders for just like you know if i if i'm getting dominoes i'm gonna pizza hand, on I'm gonna, wednesdays yeah i'm gonna get I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna hand an executive order to my assistant that says that, that at this time on this day he has to order me dominoes or something so here's the here's the most pertinent po- point that i want to make um and it's about his policy on ghost guns um, I want to make clear: ghost ghost guns don't exist. There is no such thing as a "quote unquote" ghost guns. What what they're referring to is what's called an eighty percent lower. Um, and, and in the gun community, your your AR fifteen uh, platform rifles, you can get them um, unfinished, so you can get what's called an eighty percent lower. It's finished, but the place where the bolt carrier and all that stuff and trigger mechanisms all where all that goes is not milled out yet so you have to mill that you have to machine it yourself most people don't have the equipment to mill their own rifles yeah so um, what you can do is you can buy braces and stuff like that that'll set it up so you can drill it out by hand Um, it can be done the original concept when the united states started serial serializing guns the compromise was that you would only have to serialize guns that were bought by a mass-produced manufacturer that way the government would be able to trace defects and manufacturing issues with guns that were made by big corporations in order to follow them back to the corporations and hold them accountable probably a probably a better consequence of that as well you know you can't you want you would not have it would be hard for a single manufacturer to say supply guns to a militia yes without somebody well, yes you know because there's a paper trail now yes. saying that all these guns with these serial numbers are you know and that's so, the so, second and, portion and, of it. and everything has to be accounted for at the factory and everything so and that's the second portion of it is, but when you have individuals milling out the you know just where the receiver goes and you know that's not a widespread issue that's one person yes that's one person exactly right the the thought was is because of the second amendment you need to be able to manufacture your own weapons that's part of the second amendment is that you you are allowed to make your own weapons um that's just it's been that way think about how it was when in back in the revolutionary days a lot of times you made your own 
weapons, whether it be a musket or whatever, or you, a pitchfork, or your, or yeah, or you would commission <laughs> somebody to make it for you. But nonetheless, you purse. made your own weapons. You, you milled your own cannons. You, 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 even swords back in the day. You, you smithed your own swords. But the thing was, is individual freedom. The United States, it was designed that you could make your own weapons. The compromise would be that the serial numbers would only be stamped on manufactured weapons so that if you made a weapon yourself, didn't have to be serialized. Yes. That way the government wouldn't know that you had these weapons. Because mandating a serial number on every single weapon is essentially accomplishing the same thing as a national gun registry. Exactly. Which is completely unconstitutional. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So, essentially, the ghost guns, the way that you could manufacture a gun yourself, a lot of people don't have the wherewithal or the equipment to be able to machine their own gun. So you bravery. get Yeah, so you get the 80% lower... You mill out the the last twenty percent, which is usually you can do it with a drill press. If you know if you know what you're doing, you got a good steady hand. You can mill out the rest of it with a drill press, um, and then you got yourself um, a gun with no serial number. So essentially, it's not. People think that these are guns that are manufactured without serial numbers or something along those lines. It's not that way at all. You just have to make it yourself, and the misconception is is that these guns fly under the radar um, because we we don't know where they're at. Well, truth be told, once you buy a gun from a store, when when you leave after 45 days, your serial numbers are destroyed and nobody knows that you have that gun anyway. Yeah, yeah and that because there is not supposed to be a gun a registry. registry. Exactly. Yeah. Because exactly. the government should not be able to show up at people's houses and take their guns because that's fucking scary yes absolutely so this is just one more step to make sure that people can't have guns that the government doesn't know about the government shouldn't yes 100 percent. the government the should spirit. fear the people not the other way around that's the spirit of the constitution is to limit the government the 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 rights the biggest misconception nowadays is that our rights come from the constitution they don't the rights come from our creator, whether you believe that's God, whether you believe that's nature, whether you believe that we just come from nothing, whatever you believe. Yeah, as a living thing, you have you rights. You have rights. Have a living, sen living, sentient, thinking, an individual with an identity, you have rights. Exactly. Period. Well, exactly. The understanding idea is that a government can become as much the aggressor as it can be the protector. And, and more often than not, it yeah, does. Yeah, and that's, and that's the whole idea behind it is that... You know, a lot of people argue, you know, of course, there's been a lot of debate whether or not the Second Amendment is relevant. And, you know, in recent days, and I would say like within the last 40 years, 30 years, or whatever I hate the case that argument. Be. And, you know, you think about it, you know, the Second Amendment really was there as a protection to the First Amendment when it yes. comes down to it. It was put there as a supplementary addition to the First Amendment because when it comes down to it, at some point somebody's gonna it's gonna go further than simply somebody saying i don't agree with what you say and you're an idiot jackass whatever the case be it's gonna be somebody coming over to your house you know well that's breaking. not another false uh statement that he made you fin finish your show no, i didn't I, mean to step on you no go ahead I, that was that's another it. false statement that biden made um was the 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 that false theory that you can't yell fire in a crowded theater you absolutely can yell fire in a crowded theater. There's Brandenburg v. Ohio, 
uh, back in 1969 um, overturned the ruling that you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. You absolutely can. Your First Amendment rights People protect. are not going to like you very yeah. much. Oh, you're, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to cause panic and things like that. And you may... They may try and hit you with inciting a riot or something I would, like yeah, that. Yeah, I but, was going to say, you're already kind of risking breaking pre-existing laws anyway by doing something like that. Yeah, it's, you're, yeah. it's illegal to cause chaos but my, in general. But my, my bigger point is, is they always use that argument, oh, well, we can limit the Second Amendment because you can limit the First Amendment too. So you can curtail speech because you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Well, yes, you can. Brandenburg v. Ohio states you absolutely can you have the right to say whatever you want whenever you want you're just not allowed to cause violence you're not allowed to threaten anyone yes you can't that's one because incite violence and, and the logic behind that is if you threaten someone violently because of any for whatever reason you are in, then inherently limiting their, their free rights. speech yes, out no. of fear. Out yeah. of fear. Yes. So that's, you know, it, it's simply the First Amendment sort of protecting itself when you can't threaten somebody. No, I, go, yeah. go ahead. Go no, ahead. Going back to the whole cancel culture ar- argument that we were going over last couple of weeks ago, there there's a huge difference. And I know that now on the other side of things, people are saying, well, that's not cancel culture. Somebody boycotts. And, that, and that's true. It's not cancel culture. Somebody boycotts. We all have the right to boycott. But when somebody is standing outside your house or your business throwing rocks through your window or... Well, that's already illegal. Yes. Yes, but not yeah. being prosecuted, and that's the well, thing. Well, that's the thing. I yeah, mean, the it, laws just need to be enforced. Yes, and that's what it really boils down to is that we have laws in place that protect against all these things already, but yet this under-coverage, understatement, under-enforcement, Forming or this uneducated standpoint that they're coming from or this blatant unge- uneducated standpoint that they're coming from is basically creating, again, this idea that there's no control at all in place with regards to these subject matters. Yeah, and it goes back to the McCloskeys, um, the couple in Missouri that was arrested when the mob uh, broke onto their property and they brought out their AR-15 and their pistol and they were arrested for waving their oh, weapons around. Yeah. Okay. Um, it goes back to that. Um, what what is it that you're supposed to do when a mob of 30 to 50 people breaks down your front gate and starts marching towards your house? Isn't Treat that the point of the Second Amendment? Exactly. You're on my property. You, you, cookies yeah. and milk, I would say. If you don't want guns pointed at you, stay on the other side yeah. of my fence. Or or we're, we're be, great. or be nice. Yeah. Don't break yeah. don't break onto my property. Don't break into my to my castle. And we'll be fine. Now, I believe that those protesters had a right to protest. Absolutely. Not outside necessarily they were in the way that they were doing yeah. it. Outside yeah, outside private property for yeah. sure. Yeah, for once, sure. once you step foot on but, the private property, rules change. But there's a whole group of people that think that private property shouldn't exist, and that's a whole other argument. Except for those making the laws. Yeah, but that's what they're... <laughs> yeah, they're... Yeah, yeah that's what look they're getting the, down look to. Look at the people talking and look at what they're actually doing. I wanted to exactly. bring up real quick, there was a uh, there was a conversation that was had on NBR, NPR quite a few years ago with uh, Adam Winkler, who's a uh, law professor from UCLA, and they were actually talking to him about the whole gun rights issue, and... Uh, one of the questions that um, came up, uh, this was the statement from the interviewer. Uh, I guess the big question about all this, you know, is when we misunderstand or misuse some of these terms, how do you see that as affecting the debate? And Winkler responds, it's one of the biggest problems for gun control advocates today. Many of them really don't like guns. 
so they don't know very much about them until you hear them promoting legislation that's not likely to be effective because it's based on a misunderstanding of firearms. Yeah, absolutely. Like the fully automatic 50 cal AR-47. AR-47s. <laughs> yeah. just blows my mind. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous <sighs> how misinformed these people are. They don't know the difference between haven't a cartridge played, and a bullet. Haven't you ever played Counter-Strike? <laughs> I think I think what the incredulous incredulous thing about this is that they take a root core issue, uh, something that's really serious in the culture of a society, and they use it to punish people that have no play into that problem. You know who you know uh, from from all of the 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 boosts and stuff that they do for minorities needing help and all this other stuff. You know who gets affected by a lot of these gun controls more often is minorities. Yes. They're the ones that get affected by... Because Whitey, Whitey's going to get guns. Well, if you look at it... Most... Whitey can get guns from his grandpa. Whitey can get guns from, from his buddy. Minorities, a lot of times, are coming to this country from countries that don't allow guns, and they have no way to protect themselves. Well, if you look at the places that have the strictest gun laws in the U.S., because if you think Pennsylvania, where we're at, and then you think of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. You know the, the old joke, Pittsburgh is, or Phil, Pennsylvania is Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and Alabama in between. You know the old joke. Yep. And, yeah. and, you know, that being the case, when you go into Philadelphia, the legal requirements for gun ownership in Philadelphia differ from that of the rest of the state. And I don't know how they get away with that. I don't either. Because the, the, there's, a, there's a law in the Pennsylvania Constitution that says that municipalities aren't allowed to preempt state gun well, laws. This is, this is funny. I lived in Philadelphia. I had a gun permit to carry legally. You know, I got it that same day because I don't have a background. I don't have a criminal background. So I went right through the process from point A to point Z with no problem. It takes me 45 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> But I could carry, because I got a permit in Philadelphia, I could carry anywhere in the state. I get a permit outside of Philadelphia, now that I'm a resident outside of Philadelphia, I can't carry into Philadelphia. I can't carry in Philly. So, which tells me that the the balance, there's an imbalance in how they apply the law throughout nobody's the state. Nobody's probably challenged it. Well, yeah, I was going to say, nobody's probably challenged it. It becomes, you know, the, you ask the question, how are they getting away with it? Well, because... Nobody's people, challenged. People are just letting them. Yeah. You know, you but, have to, people will do whatever they want to do until you actually take them to court over yeah. it. My point, why I brought that up is that we know that statistically and demographically, your your urban centers are where you're going to have a higher propensity for minorities that are living there just because of immigration, just because of job availability, services, so on and so on. That's changing. That has changed a lot in the last, I'd say, 40 to 50 years to where there's a huger or, or larger propensity of um, people moving out of the cities into outside. Huge. Huge. And, um, but my point is, is that... It's a very big number. You know, if you look at the cities in general, that's where most of the crime statistics that a state is connected to come from. If you think about it, if you look at Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, I guarantee you the, a huge number. The, the, the larger of the numbers that Pennsylvania is known for with relation to gun crime probably stem from those two locations. Easily, yeah. So that being said, they are the tighter. What I'm getting at is they are more restrictive in the cities. Uh, you know, in light of state laws, they are, they are tighter controlled. Uh -huh. But yet they have a higher propensity for crime within those locations. And it's interesting, too, 
obviously you'd have to do more research on the actual numbers and the data yeah. and do some statistical yeah, analysis and absolutely. that's way outside the scope of this podcast but um interesting i we can bring that right back to our 65 percent versus 40 percent yeah. between what were the states so i mean they they it doesn't didn't, really they matter. didn't break it's, down it, they just said ones with simply, more lenient were 40 okay, yeah, and we, more right right restrictive 65 percent. so so the pe- people in philadelphia and pittsburgh may very well be doing all the same things that people in the rest of the state are doing exactly but because the laws are more restrictive all that a law does is put a label of criminal on it someone. categorizes That's all that you're doing and you give other people an excuse to act a certain way toward that person and that's a good framing to think about it that way is that the crime you know you'll have a difference in crime levels simply because of the population how many people are in one place you know that's just that's just simple statistics you got two million people living in one place versus thirty thousand where we're at of course the statistics are going to be different yeah it's going to be a little skewed but um, but what you said is i mean right on the money is that you know we're just adding a category to highlight it's like you know reading a book and you know missing 90 percent of it but you highlighted 10 percent of it you know and you're really not getting the whole picture and you, you call only, that the important part yeah you, you read the epilogue and, and yeah. or, the, or the cli- or the or the <laughs> yeah. prologue on the back and you <laughs> and, and you that's think what biden is doing sitting in his chair at the top he's yep. reading he's He's cultural cliff notes the cliff notes the excerpt version on the back and and pro- proposing legislation based on that yeah based so, on an oversimplified view essentially um i guess the overarching thing here is that biden can only do so much by executive order so a lot of what he's doing is toothless and worthless and stupid um but it has some trickle down effect well, um, yeah, of course. It's going to come into, uh, you know, everyday lives of, 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 of people. Um, and especially when it comes to these ghost guns and, and, and braces, if you make those braces illegal, uh, and you can't pin him down on this. He, he's, he's been asked by the reporters directly, um, you know, are you, what, what's going to happen with this? Are you going to make them illegal? Are people going to have to turn them in? Is this going to be a buyback situation? What's going to happen with all of the, the four million of these pistol braces that are already out in circulation? Well, let's just propose the question. Okay, so we're going to, let's say we make pistol bra- Well, first of all, what's the rational basis for that? And Mike, I th- we were talking about they, this a little bit. It makes them more it accurate. It makes it more accurate. So, so... I'm a villain. Let's propose that I'm a villain and I have a pistol and I have a pistol brace and I want to shoot someone and I'm dead set on I, I'm going to hit this person. I'm going to shoot them. I have a pistol brace. I've practiced with it and it's fairly accurate and I fire one bullet and it hits the person that I want it to and now so I'm done. If we take that pistol br- brace away and I'm firing at someone, and I miss more often because I don't have a, the pistol brace, and I miss more often, I'm not going to stop firing. No. We're not saving a life in this case. I'm just putting more lead in the air. Yes. Which is, yeah. what consequences are there going to be from that? It just goes back to, like, what does it matter what you're using to kill people? Killing people is It's illegal. already yeah. illegal. Exactly. You could beat 70 to people to death with a steel dildo. It doesn't make it any different. <laughs> There was a book out there that, that doesn't uh, make it an assault dildo. There was a book. <laughs> well, it could be. There, there Put was, it on burst. <laughs> there, there's a there was a book that came out that said 101 ways to kill somebody with a straw. Number exactly. one, shoot somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <there> you go. <laughs> yeah. 
at any rate, we'll take a, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and wrap this up. Um, so just just a quick couple of minutes and we'll be right back here on Between the Lines. And we're back. I'm Scott. And I'm still Dave. You were neither of you are. Can I be Mike? Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, God! <laughs> no, God, please, no! You know, no! All I could no! think of when you were talking about the. Uh, no! Good grief. How long is that? That's all, a long meme. How All I could think of was, uh, I don't know if you ever watched Andy Griffith growing up. Oh, lots of times. Barney Fife, how yeah. he would keep one bullet in his gun. Yeah, he was only allowed to have one bullet. Didn't he shoot himself in the foot or something? Well, no, it's not. That's why he had to keep the bullet in his pocket. Oh, okay, that's right. That was self-imposed. I didn't think it was. Nope, Andy, no. Andy, oh, Andy made him <laughs> Yep, Andy okay. made him. He, he was only allowed to have one bullet, and he had to keep it in his pocket. Sure. Yep. See, now that's gun control right there. That is. Well, but that's, see, but that's that one guy. Yeah. It's not legislation. We're not telling everybody in town exactly. that they can only be. But and we already we've got this that. one guy who just is bad. He's just makes bad decisions and he's clumsy, so we can deal with him. But we're not all Barney Fife. No. Exactly. There's a lot more Andes than there are barns. I think what they're not again what they're not talking about is just the the larger proportion of the population that is responsible in this regard. Sure. You know? And they don't highlight yeah, any of they, that. How many people we talk about how many people have guns like it's this big number. It is a big number. Why are we not if if there are 80 million guns in the country or what I'm pulling a number out of my ass. But if no, there that's... are 80 million guns in the country why aren't there 80 million murders a day? That's, that's the biggest like, number ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that just goes to prove that the, you know, the, there's a smaller minority of, of, of happenings that are you know, occurring out of that larger population. So, well, it I mean, goes back to the point that Scott made, that, it, that gun violence in this country wouldn't be so... If it wasn't so rare, it wouldn't be so shocking. Newsworthy. Yeah. 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 And be, if, if if gun gun violence in this country was as bad as they purport it to be, then we would become numb to it. And I think I I think that there's a meme out there that says something like there's 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 a hundred and fifty million guns in this country, and I think that's a low number, but it, I'm just throwing it no, out there. I have no idea. There's a hundred and fifty million guns in this country and three trillion rounds of ammunition. If the guns were the problem, you would know it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, and that's the point that I'm making. Absolutely. Well, it's like that. Remember that movie you talked about in a couple episodes ago about the girl who was taken advantage of by the. Oh, in the restaurant. Oh, yeah. Wendy's was it? Yeah. Or some and place? Remember KFC? how you talked about you? I mean, the whole movie was based off of something that actually happened, and then you yes. did some research and discovered it was like how many times has it happened? It's in happened this? like forty times or something like. But that. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's a very, very minute. Very small. Yes, but it's so shocking. It's so shocking. But and what I'm getting at is that in their eyes, yeah, and the people that are going after this, in their eyes, that's the equivalent of you know gun violence and whatnot mm -hmm. but in reality it's like they don't understand is that this isn't the wild west we're not walking into i mean yeah, we now don't if you to... walk into chicago 
you know, nowadays, you know, you might be walking into the Wild West because they don't know how to control violence in their city. But I think to your point is, is this... Then they have some of the most restrictive gun laws exactly. on the books. That, I think that what you're getting at is what, what happened to that girl was so shocking and so rare, but that doesn't mean that we're going through legislating... Uh, who's allowed to call yeah. fast know, food restaurants? I would want to. I would want to see what would happen in Chicago if they loosened up their gun laws and it made it made guns more accessible. Would gun violence go down? I wonder. Statistics show that it would. Yeah, because, because then the criminals would be afraid. Well, think about it this way: if you ought, got, ought criminals not to be afraid of the general public, shouldn't they? Wouldn't that be yeah. better for it the goes, general public? It goes back to the Skittles ar- argument. If you had a bowl of Skittles. And I told you that one of those Skittles was poisoned. Would you eat any of those Skittles? Probably not. Probably not I even try. Just because. So if you went into a neighborhood and you knew that at least one of those houses, somebody was armed, but you didn't know which one, you'd be a lot less likely to break into that neighborhood. Was just which thin. is why crime, oh, you know, yeah. crime doesn't happen really in rural areas. People don't go breaking into houses in rural areas because the chances of somebody having a weapon in rural Pennsylvania, I would almost guarantee it. You because know, they're allowed to get one. And yes. we all know that any anybody on this block, is a, they're, they're all allowed to have a gun. Yep. And they're all Every allowed to have them in their house. They're allowed yep. to even have them loaded. They're not even allowed to use them. Well, yeah. I'm just thinking, like, if you, <laughs> you know, we always talk about, I, of course, you don't play with people's lives, but at the same time, I was thinking of Baltimore. Baltimore has one has the highest uh, per capita crime rates in all of the U.S. I mean, in terms of gun violence, they've 50% of all violent crimes in Baltimore are related to gun violence. But at the same time, I'd like to see what the restrictiveness is on you know, ownership in that town. Now, what I'm getting at is that if you suddenly started to make a push, because some states have done this, some states have made a push for gun ownership, sometimes to the other side of the degree where they were requiring that people really carry mean, a gun. Absolutely. I don't, I mean, I wouldn't just because I, that's a bit, it's, it's oddly I, draconian in the opposite direction. I'm not direction. saying they should do that. No, I'm but just it's saying, interesting. Yeah. And I just wonder <laughs> so now here here's a here's how a, here's much a, less crime is there here's an important uh th- this actually happened in the united states once uh around 1862 was it um this would be the last point i make be, be, be uh it was around april 1862 uh, in kennesaw what was it kennesaw georgia uh they had a problem with a certain town kennesaw georgia they had a problem with um locomotive uh, robberies. Trains were getting robbed all the time in Kennesaw. Isn't that a current thing? <laughs> no, but it was in 1862. Are they not still having that problem? <laughs> so what happened was, is in Kennesaw, Georgia, they required all of the households to own a gun. Every household was made in, to purchase a weapon. Oh, they were made to purchase they one? They had to own a gun. I think gun. I've heard about this. They but... had to own a gun. Or leave. Robberies in Kennesaw dropped to near zero. I well, did hear about those. Yeah, if I am see, that's not even a it's not even a question. See, yeah. in, in the proposed in your proposed town where one house has a gun, I'm you know as a criminal, I might take that gamble. Maybe one out of ten. But I, if I am a hundred percent sure that the person in the house has a gun, now my now my 
calculation doesn't come down to do they have a gun or not. I have one. They might have one. Yeah. Now it becomes who wins the gunfight. <laughs> yes. And that's a lot riskier. <laughs> so, yes. It's a whole know, lot riskier. Did you hear about that uh, a couple months ago? I don't know if it's still on the if they're still going after it, but uh, New Mexico state legislature was trying to pass a law where it would make it legal for parents or guardians to train any children under a certain age. In oh, the wow. Handling I can't imagine that would pass in Arizona. I don't think so either, but nonetheless, they're one of the more restrictive states, believe it or not, with regards to gun laws. But what I'm thinking of is that later, within the last month or so, there was a, a report of a 13-year-old boy the house was broken into, and I guess he lived with his grandmother, and because he had actually been trained on how to use it, he was able to fend off. He the, protected his grandmother yeah. and the house and the intruder. I now, I might be getting some of the facts of the story wrong, but the fact of the matter is, is that kid protected his family. Yep. And my kid, uh, come at me if you want to, but my kid knows how to shoot every one of my guns. Yeah. Every one. Responsibly. And Yep. And he knows not to touch them yep. without me, but I, I've, I've stressed to him a, a hundred times if if he needs to use them, I want him to know. Yeah, we can worry about the law later. I, yeah, I, I need him to know how to properly use yeah, them. You have to be alive to worry no, about exactly. the law. Exactly. I'd rather be judged by 12 than yeah. carried by 6. Yeah, yeah, and at the same time, it's one of those things where, I mean, I, I would imagine the parents are at least, you know, by on large, uh, a lot more responsible with understanding of when that kid is at a point that they would be responsible enough to... Yeah start learning that kind of stuff and you know? what yeah what we're really getting to thematically speaking is that again it just comes down to individual individualism decisions. yeah yep i feel like my my son is responsible enough to know how to use these guns would i allow him to have a gun at 11 no just to have no, <laughs> to carry around absolutely not but Guess under, what, Dad? They didn't mess with me. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Fully tried to take my lunch money. So showed him. <laughs> yeah, and it's, exactly. It goes back to that joke. Uh, the real quick last last point, and then we'll head out. Uh, there's an old lady got pulled over by a Pennsylvania state trooper. Um, she he he goes and he searches the car, and he asks her if she has any weapons in the car. She says, "Yeah, I have a nine under my front seat. I have a shotgun in the trunk." I have a 38 in my glove box. I have a 45 in my purse, and I have a 38 stuffed up up in top of uh, in my visor. And he says, "Jesus Christ, lady, what are you afraid of?" She says, "Not a goddamn thing." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Exactly. So, at any rate, um, we are very much pro Second Amendment here on Between the Lines. We're not saying that you have to go out and buy no. one, but don't try and force other people that want one not to have it. I like guns. Fuck off. Yeah. And remember, probably the person next door to you that believes in gun rights might come to your aid one day. That's right. I I am willing and able to protect everyone in the supermarket when I when I go grocery shopping. Because your neighbor can respond a lot faster than That's the police right. can. That's right. Fifteen uh, Police take minutes when seconds matter. Um, at any rate... Um, we hope that everyone is having a great time. Um, I hope that everyone is being peaceful. Uh, so we're going to be together next week. Uh, not sure what the topic is going to be at this point, but um, we'll come up with something. Um, at any rate, everyone be good to each other. Just be decent human beings. Quit setting stuff on fire. Uh, and uh, just be good humans. All, all in all, just be good humans. Anything else, Dave? No, I'll leave that to you, Scott. Okay. 
All right. Everyone have a great week. Be peaceful. Be good humans. Uh, all right. <laughs>